This is GM Word of the Week, and I'm Fiddleback. Oni. As you're probably aware, particularly if you live in a nation that uses the Gregorian calendar, sorry, Saudi Arabia and Ethiopia, as you're probably aware, it is October. And in many places in the world, October means every blog and podcast must discard its plans and pay lip service to Halloween by adopting a spooky schedule. So this month, we're focusing on the Eldritch. And after last week, you all know what that means, right? It means spooky. In my mind, there is nothing spookier than flipping through the pages of the Advanced Dungeons & Dragons 1st Edition Monster Manual. I shudder every time I look at those stats and remember how complicated and inelegant that game was. Scary stuff. Ooh, spooky. But let's stop our page flipping here on O. Because for many years, in many editions, something really strange was going on in the O's. There's the stats for the ogre, right? And right after it, you had these stats for a creature called an ogre mage. Now, this was before we invented the idea of letting monsters have classes. So maybe that was just an ogre with some magical talent, right? Not quite. Ogre magi were blue-skinned and horned. And in 1st edition and 2nd edition, it is noted they were oriental or coming from a far-off land. Ogre magi also didn't have spellbooks. Instead, they had a collection of supernatural powers. They could turn invisible, change shape, turn into mist, charm, and often they can throw around magical cold attacks. It's almost like they were a completely different monster. And that's because they were. Ogres come to us from French mythology and first appeared around the 12th or 13th century. They are basically just savage giants. They have big, bestial heads, they eat people. Pretty standard, really. In fact, they are sort of interchangeable with giants. Both Jacks, the Beanstalk one and the Giant Killer one, confronted giants that had traits similar to those of ogres. Puss in Boots, not the Antonio Banderas one, had an audience with an ogre. Puss in Boots, the Antonio Banderas one, befriended an ogre and his flying, talking donkey sidekick, and so on. It's believed that the word ogre actually derives from the name of the Roman god Orcus. But discussing that would be incredibly confusing and is probably a word for another week. 
The problem is that the Orcus from Dungeons and Dragons is not the Orcus from Roman mythology, and the Orcus from Roman mythology is the equivalent of Pluto from Greek mythology, who most people mistakenly believe is actually the Roman equivalent of the Greek god Hades, but eventually Pluto did become the Greek equivalent of the Greek god Hades, and meanwhile, Roman Orcus also gets confused often with Roman Dispater, who is not the Dispater of Dungeons and Dragons, who is the Archduke of Dis, the second hell and servant of... Never mind. So ogres are just savage giants. What about ogre magi? Well, eventually Dungeons and Dragons and Pathfinder got around to renaming the ogre mage. They started calling it the Oni. And what's an Oni? Oni are yokai, which is a very broad name for evil spirits, demons, and supernatural monsters in Japan. And the Oni in Japanese mythology have had a very complicated evolution themselves. See, originally, the word Oni referred to every manner of evil spirit and ghost in Japanese lore. The word Oni actually means hidden or invisible. Originally, the Oni were invisible spirits of deception and disaster. But gradually, as Buddhism spread to Japan, the Oni became conflated with various Buddhist supernatural beings. They became anthropomorphized, taking on the form of horrible giants with bright blue or red skin. According to one legend, Oni are born when truly evil people die and end up in one of the Buddhist realms of punishment, the Naraka, the Buddhist hells. The wicked are reborn as Oni, and become the servants of Yama or Enma, the wrathful god. They are tasked with punishing the wicked by flaying off skin, crushing bones, you know, the usual stuff that any twenty-foot-tall, unspeakably cruel giant savage would be good at. Most folks, by the by, are familiar with the pop culture version of Buddhism, in which the wicked are reborn as dung beetles or insurance actuaries. But Buddhism actually has six realms of existence, including Naraka. Other realms include the realm of the gods, or divas, the realm of the titans, or asuras, the realm of the ravenous ghosts, or pretas, the realm of animals, and the realm of humans. They are arranged in a great wheel, and were all trapped by the cycle of death and rebirth in the various realms until we can escape. But back to Oni. Yes, there are a lot of similarities between ogres and oni, and it's easy to see why the oni became the ogre mage. But what's been lost is that the original oni was an invisible, ghostly spirit of misfortune and disaster, and actually had a lot more in common with Arabian jinns than French ogres. How can you use oni in your game? Well, first of all, Stop conflating them with ogres. Because ogres are boring. They're big, dumb, people-eating savages. The original Oni were spirits of misfortune and destruction. And the neat thing about Oni is that even though they are giant brutes, they are also damned tricksy. Invisibility, charm, gaseous form, sleep... Uh, that ain't just another bugbear to throw into a room for a slugfest. Oni 
are masterminds. And they are the best kind of masterminds because they only want to sow chaos and destruction. So imagine an invisible oni slaughtering sheep and murdering people in a small town. A few well-placed charm spells, and the town becomes convinced they have a werewolf problem. A simple sleep spell, and Farmer Bob wakes up one morning in the middle of a scene of horrible slaughter with no memory of the previous night. And the town murders him. But the savagery doesn't stop. Suddenly, the town descends into a paranoid witch hunt or wolf hunt, and when the PCs do finally figure it out, they still have to actually manage to kill a giant brute wielding a few cone of cold spells to boot. <laughs> This has been the GM Word of the Week. It was written by the Angry GM and recorded and produced by me, Fiddleback. You can find more at theangrygm.com and madadventurers.com. 